Welcome, Pokemon Trainers, to the Poke Trainers podcast. In today's show, we're actually going to be talking about the starters of the Kanto region because why not? Let's start with the first ever region that we ever got to know in the Pokemon universe. We're going to have a lot to talk about uh, as far as starters, as far as memories go with our favorite starters, and much more on that note. Of course, as was in our first episode, we are going to be bringing back the Kanto Town Herald, which has some interesting bits and pieces of news. There's really amazing things going on in the Pokemon universe, especially my all-time favorite one is a brand new game with a new concept that is going to be so cool, potentially going to be the best Pokemon game ever. Um, hopefully I get that one right and we, we don't get any uh, disappointments with that. So really looking forward to that. And also we're going to be bringing back a random Kanto battle. Who are we going to be able to see in this epic battle today? Is it going to be an actual epic battle as it was in our last episode where it was Gengar against Dragonite or will it be Mewtwo against Magikarp? Eh, either way, if it is that, we'll actually be uh, saying why the underdog could probably have a chance at beating uh, the favorite in that battle as well. So don't think we won't give the underdog a chance. <laughs> so that and much more in today's episode of the Pokey Trainers podcast. So here we are, second episode, Houston. How's it going, man? Welcome back. Glad you came back to the second episode and uh, really stoked to uh, announce uh, our, our new co-host here shortly. But how are you doing today? I almost ran away from you last time. That's how I'm doing. I feel like I've seen you in another universe or talked to you in another universe. I don't know why. Can't imagine why. But no, I'm doing good. Um, you know, there's a lot to unpack here today. Uh, we've had quite the time with all these announcements coming out. And quite frankly, I'm very excited about some of the things coming out this year, especially, you know, 25th anniversary. We're moving right along. And next month, Pokemon Snap. So excited. Am I the only one who really like loved that <laughs> game back in the day? Oh, well, maybe maybe our new co-hosts are gonna make me very happy. But um, no, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to introduce our new co-hosts because I think it's gonna be great to have our party moving forward. So would you like to do the honors? Yeah, so let, let me first uh, get started by saying that, you know, for all of our listeners, Houston and I were, you know, just, it was just an average day in Palatown. We were getting ready to go up north, up via the Route 1 to come across all the ratatas, the weedles and, you know, pidgeys and, and all that. Going to get our, our pidgey squad going on. Um, but before we actually were able to actually step on some of that really amazing grass that everyone loves to step on, uh, we actually came across uh, two trainers that are going to be joining us in our journey here on the podcast. We're super excited to have them on here for this second podcast of um, tonight. Uh, so first, I want to introduce trainer Carly. Welcome to the Pokey Trainers podcast. Hiya, thank you for having me. Awesome. And actually, I also have a question while you actually introduced yourself. Can you uh, briefly tell us how you became a Pokemon fan? 
Absolutely. So I had the N64 and I just kind of played Pokemon Stadium casually. But when I was about 11, my cousin had two copies of Pokemon Ruby for some reason. And he's like, I don't really want this one, so you can have it. So I actually didn't start with the Kanto region. I got started with Hoenn. No, I know. So Torchic was actually my first starter ever. So. Wow. I know. Mm. But um, then I followed by uh, Pokemon Red, where Charmander was my first uh, actual starter starter. So we're going to get into all of that later. But. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be so outnumbered. I'm I'm already outnumbered. <laughs> Um, and ever since then, I've bought every uh, every per- piece of merch I could find in every GameStop, and I've been obsessed ever since. Bought every game, um, and I just love it so so much. Well, well, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, Ruby was definitely a really great game, and and also when they did the remake uh, uh, for Ruby too, or a couple years after too. So it was so good. Awesome. Well, again, w- welcome uh, to the team. And our next uh, trainer that we're going to be introducing here is uh, one that actually appreciates my favorite starter that I'll be talking about here uh, later on as well. Um, Adam, welcome to the Poke Trainers team. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm super, super excited to be here and to uh, be able to get into this. And I do, of course, always appreciate Charmander. Yeah, I noticed. Look at look at all these. <laughs> I want to point that out. So, For all of our you, listeners, he's he's in bright orange. I am, I am. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit more about how uh, you got into the Pokemon universe? Uh, so I don't remember how old I was, um, but I remember my first uh, handheld console was a Game Boy Color, and the first game I got for that was Pokemon Red. So um, that's what kicked it off for me. Um, loved Pokemon Red. After that, I played Yellow. Um, I played Silver, Crystal, and then just kind of worked my way down the line. Um, I've managed to play through all of them. And uh, I am very excited to uh, see what's to come with these uh, new Pokemon games that are coming out this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. My it's funny because when I my first handheld was a Pokemon color as well. And I got red and blue. Somebody got me red and somebody got me blue. And I went through both at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, I was always like I got Pokemon Red. So the way I always play the game, I play a game till I beat it, then I'm allowed to move on to another game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how I always treated it. So I beat red. And then after that played yellow, which was super, super cool. Um, Cause it was essentially the first game where your partner followed you around for the whole game with, uh, with Pikachu. Awesome. Well, th- that's, that's a good philosophy to have past your games. If you don't pass it, then you're not getting a new game until you, <laughs> you beat it. Like that's, that's a, a great way yeah. to look at it. That's how I always got games growing up, whether it was Pokemon or anything else. It was, did you beat the game before? 
no. Okay, well, until you beat that game, you're not getting another one. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I was always forced to beat games before I could get a new one. Cool. Well, that's that's a good philosophy to have. And, and, you know, if if that's how you get another one, then it just motivates you that much more to actually uh, beat it and, and be able to get the next game that you're trying to get. Awesome. Yeah. Cool little side note. I actually still have uh, my Game Boy Color, and I still have uh, Red and Crystal. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what happened to my Yellow game. I think somebody took it from me because I used to bring my games to school all the time. No. So that's what I used to do. Like, I, I never really had very many friends growing up. So, like, I'd, I'd sit there by myself, and I, w- I was content. Nobody bothered me. I just played my Pokemon. And I ended up coming home one day and uh, didn't have yellow. Oh, people so, are so. That's horrible. Yeah, I, I was really upset. Like, I had beaten the game, but it was the fact that, like, red and yellow will always, always, like, hold a special place because those were the first two games I actually pray- played through fully and beat them. Yeah. Like, on my own. Like, I didn't like using walkthrough guides. I like to uh, experience the whole game for what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. I I can totally relate in many ways to that. Awesome. Well, yeah, once again, welcome to the team. We're really excited to have both of you join us in, in this really interesting journey that is going to take us across so many different uh, areas, right, in the Pokemon universe. There's so many things that we could talk about and so many guests that will hop on as well. And so... Uh, really, really great. It's going to be a really interesting uh, journey, especially in this first season of the podcast where we're going to place uh, an emphasis on the Kanto region. Uh, and so we're, we're trying to follow along in the similar fashion as, as Pokemon do as well. Um, so with that being said, with Kanto, as I mentioned earlier, um, we are going to be uh, choosing our starter, uh, one that will have in this journey in the Pokemon world, um, but also the one that is our favorite one. And so we have a series of questions here that we're going to separate into different little short segments. And so let's go ahead and get started with that. Um, and, and for this dynamic, we're actually looking at uh, starters in uh, red, blue, yellow, green versions, meaning that Pikachu actually qualifies here as one of the starters as well. So um, I think some of you here might actually be happy to hear that. Um, so with that imagine being who. said, what was that? I can't imagine who. Oh, yeah. That, uh, me neither. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, actually, uh, being that we actually just mentioned that, uh, how about we start uh, with you, Carly? Um, can you tell us uh, which of the four starters is your favorite and, and why is that? Pikachu has got to be my Starter, Pikachu's also my absolute favorite Pokemon ever, ever, ever. I have Pikachu on every single team that I ever create, ever, and I take it to the Elite Four. And I usually don't evolve Pikachu because OG Pikachu is where it's at. Um, and I just love it. I have, uh, I'm a teacher and I wear my Pikachu Converse to school every single day. I work with uh, middle schoolers and they love them. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, and I have a bunch of Pikachu t-shirts. Like I have this one that has actually all of the starters on it. Oh. But um, and so yeah, Pikachu's just always been my favorite. Nice, nice. That's that's cool. I I don't think I've ever seen Converse or Pikachu. I'll have to you have to send me a picture of them. But but that sounds really cool. I got them from GameStop of all places. You oh. got shoes at GameStop? I did. They had like two more pairs, and one of them were in my size. Excuse me, I need to go run somewhere. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Although, arguably, right now, it's impossible to find anything Pokemon. Like, especially Pokemon cards, it's impossible. So, I'll just stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Unless you want to wait in line for a while uh, or or wait until they actually restock them, as as I've I've heard. (laughs) Um, Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, we started with Pikachu as... (laughs) As, as we mentioned uh, here uh, before. Uh, next, uh, let's go with you, Adam. Who's your favorite starter and why? So my favorite, and he was my first one, gotta go Charmander. Um, more on the fact that my favorite type in Pokemon are fire types. Um, I don't know why, just absolutely love them. Um, so Charmander holds a special spot for me. Just because it was the first starter I ever used. Um, and that's always going to be number one for me. With Pikachu, I give credit to Pikachu. Pikachu is a close second. That's awesome. Yeah, really good pick. And, and I'm, I'm a fire type myself as well. And uh, I think I'm with you as well. If it, if it wasn't uh, for Charmander, maybe Pikachu would be, be my go-to. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, next, let's go to you, Houston. Uh, are you going to join in on the Charmander squad, or who are you going to go with? <laughs> you fools. Of course I'm not going to go with Charmander. Squirtle. Why? Because, first of all, he's got a shell. And I love turtles, right? I love anything turtle-related. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I like, love turtles, right? But also, he's a water type. And he can scale faster in terms of strength than Charmander could. And that I know that people will debate that all day long. But think about it, right? Squirtle's kind of hard to beat when you've got him up against Bulbasaur and Charmander. Now, as evolution goes up, go on, there's still debate over that. But I, I would say Squirtle because um, he was quite strong. Set a very, very close second is Pikachu. So I will, I, I will give you that, Carly. I will. Um, but then I would say Bulbasaur and then Charmander. Sorry, friends. I mean, it's cool, right? Hey, hey, I see that look. Let's let's all just relax, calm down. It's fine. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into debates later. Luis, what about you? What? Oh, I can only imagine what yours is. I'm going to be so surprised. Yeah, I wonder who it is. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many good options. Uh, it's kind of hard to decide which one <laughs> to go with. Uh, but for all of our listeners, if you actually look at my microphone, that kind of says it all, right? I mean, it's kind of hard not to have that there. And, and like I said, it's, it's Charmander. Um, something about Charmander just made me become a fan of him. And this is going to sound really funny, <laughs> whatnot, but... 
um, I, I actually used to be a fan of like Yoshi from Mario games and, and whatnot. And I find him to look kind of similar. I mean, I know they're different creatures and, and whatnot, but I mean, they have the tail and, and this and that and whatnot. And so that might be how that came about. Or maybe it's just the fact that he has a flame on his tail that just looks really cool. Uh, from the three starters, he has that going on. And so uh, that, that was my, my go-to and has always been. I actually have never picked any other starter in any of the uh, red, blue, yellow version games. It's always been Charmander. I, I just can't part ways with another one. So that's that's that. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> but after uh, watching that one episode of Pokemon where... Ash comes along and finds the Charmander out in the rain. Like, how could you not love Charmander? And just be like, oh, you just want to, like, take care of him. And then the Squirtles, Squirtles a jerk. Sorry, Houston. You know, uh, I, I mean, I just. Huh. Go on, Adam. I'm gonna I mean, I really like that episode. The Squirtle Squad, they, they were... The sunglasses. The sunglasses. Come on. It, they, it just made him look so cool. Like, he, he ran the town. Yeah. So, like, I I love Squirtle. Squirtle. Um, you can't see him, but I actually... Squirtle's hiding on my uh, Pokemon shelf back there. He's, he's somewhere. I, I see the Funko Pop, yeah. Yeah. I got a Funko Pop, and then I got the plushie that's that's hanging around back there. Nice, cool. Yeah, no, that that Charmander episode was. Uh, I think it's uh, it was sad and happy, right? I mean, at, at the end, it's it's a good ending, but in the middle, it is one of those things where it's like you know, Strainer is really abusive and whatnot. Luckily, Ash came down, and you know, he actually helped save him too. So. Uh, one of those things, but but yeah, you're right, Carly. I mean, you can't just watch that episode and not say, yeah, I, I actually like Charmander after watching that, and I support him. <laughs> cool. Well, on to our next uh, segment. So now we're actually going to be talking about our favorite starter stories, and so this could be a story that we have uh, from one of the video games, from the trading card games, maybe a card that we're really fond of. Uh, it, it could be just any memory we have uh, with that character or memories. If you have more than one, feel free to share uh, more than one if that is the case. So let's go back to you, Carly. Do you have any favorite Pikachu stories you'd like to share? I do. Okay. So I don't know that I've actually ever told anyone this story. Okay. So you're getting the real tea. So when I was, I don't even know how old I was. I was little, like a, like Santa age. So it was Christmas and I was excited. Santa came, opened all the presents, super excited. And then the next day, my mom was like, there's a present that you didn't open. And I was like, Santa brought me another present and I opened it. And it was a Pikachu. It was a little Pikachu plush and its cheeks lit up 
And it was like, Pika, Pika, Pika. And I was like, Santa just knew how much I loved Pikachu. And he brought this for me. And I was like, that is so cool. And I was, I don't know how old it was. I was like maybe five or six. But, um, you know, me and Pikachu, we were just like this. We were bonded. So that's probably one of my favorite Pikachu memories that I can remember from like the first Pikachu memory I remember. Cool. Well, yeah, that's that's really awesome. And that's a really cool plush. I don't think I've seen one where like his, his cheeks light up, but sounds like a really unique plush. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, next, uh, let's go to you, Adam. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories with Charmander? All right. So other than, you know, Charmander being the first starter I ever used, um, it's kind of the same story as Carly. Um, it was one Christmas. Uh, we opened up a bunch of gifts. I had one left and they were kind of soft. I was like, I don't, what, what, what am I getting? I open it up and it's actually a pair of Charmander slippers. So I ended up getting a pair of Charmander slippers and a pair of Pikachu ones as well. So I got those really, really young. So that was like one of the first Pokemon gifts I had like gotten on a Christmas. So, like, that was always something that was uh, really, really cool to me, Um, as well as, like, my first Pokemon plush that I ever owned was a Charmander. So that was really cool as well. And uh, I actually just got one recently from from a buddy of mine. Uh, You guys can see it. It's the one right up here uh, behind the tin there. Uh, He actually, going to the light-up cheeks, he actually presses his arm, and he actually talks. And he, like, starts talking. Obviously, in, in Charmander, he doesn't actually, you know, use human words. But I did that, and I walked around the house the first day, and I just kept pressing his hand. And everyone just, will you stop? No, it's a new toy. I'm going to play with it. I don't care how old I am. I'm still going to play with it. And that's going to be me at, like, 40 50 years old when i have kids and i'm gonna be walking around the house if i get a new toy see see this is where you get it from (laughs) so charmander has always been super super close to me there's nothing wrong with that i walk around with toys in my house see (laughs) someone gets it someone gets it (laughs) yeah and and plus i'd say it's a millennial thing right i mean we're so nostalgic about everything but it doesn't matter how old we are. We're still going to be talking about all these things and other generations might not understand us, but that's just who we are. And I feel like that's also uh, what future generations beyond us are also going to be like in their adulthood as well. And, and so I, I think we're just in a different world now where uh, no one is going to laugh at you because, you know, you're acting like you're 10 again. We all, we all have, <laughs> we all have that in, in us. And, and the nineties were so nostalgic in, in general too. Um, but that's so cool. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Charmander and slippers, I think were meant to go together because I mean, I mean, you got the fire slippers keeping you warm. It all kind of <laughs> makes, ah, makes ah. sense. There. <laughs> um, yeah. Like squirtle swimming gear, right? Squirtle swim trunks. Ooh. Yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> another good one. <laughs> I can uh, dig that. Cool. Well, speaking of squirtle, Houston. Uh, what are some of your memories? Sit back, friends. 
Let me tell you a tale. Long, long, long time ago, I'm probably older than all of you. I was, like I said, and to our listeners, you heard my story of the girl that got me into Pokemon. And she gave me my first Pokemon cards, but my very first, the Pokemon card she gave me, that was my first holograph. That one. Mewtwo. Oh, wait. Do you see it? Right there. Mewtwo. And she gave it to me in a in a plastic slip, and it's in the same plastic slip that it has been ever since. And, you know, it was from that moment on that Mewtwo and I started this understanding, this appreciation for one another. And he became, or Mewtwo, because we use the he pronouns, or she pronouns, but he became my Pokemon from that point forward. So I think, um, you know, and it really got me into the whole, like I cascaded, right? And I saved and preserved all of my cards for so long, as you all remember from our first episode. So I, you know, I think that that's what kind of started. And it, you know, uh, Pokemon 2000, the, the bad guy, he had that card of Mew and he goes, how it all began. That's my card, how it all began. So anyway, so that's my, that, that's my memory. Um, wait, is Mewtwo a starter Pokemon? Uh, for me, he is. For you, he's a starter? <laughs> for me, he is. I was like, people might. Uh, and if uh, anybody, uh, anybody wants to argue it, feel free. Anyway, what about you, Luis? <laughs> I was like, I, I could start the argument, but we'll probably go on a whole show about it. <laughs> uh, well, with uh, Charmander, as as I said before, uh, it, I always used them as my starter when when it came to the playing the uh, original color version games. Um, also, as I played those color version games, I never liked evolving Charmander. I always wanted to keep him in that same state, but and I know, I know. Charizard is amazing, and it was really hard not to go that route and not have that Charizard with you. But it—it it just, I didn't want You're to almost transform. Almost Ash. My goodness. <laughs> um, so the, the, that was basically my my thing with uh, Charmander in the games. Um, as far as uh, cards go, whenever I uh, have a chance to get my hands on a Charmander artwork card that I don't have, I try to get it. Uh, and so I, I'm on a mission to hopefully get most, at least, of the Charmander artworks that have actually ever been printed and have, like, this big collection of just Charmander cards. And so uh, we'll see how that goes. But I, I definitely want to collect uh, at least one uh, of, of each uh, artwork that has ever been made. And and hopefully that gets to happen. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. I actually have a couple of different uh, plushes of Charmander. I have all kinds, different sizes and and all that. And so if I see something with Charmander on it, then I'll probably want to buy it. So if anyone's selling anything Charmander, then you got to send me a message because I am going to be interested in uh, perhaps uh, purchasing it as well. Cool. Well, moving on to our next uh, uh, mini segment here. 
Uh, now we're going to be talking about our favorite starters attacks. What are some of those attacks that are our go-to, especially when we're playing uh, the, the version games? Uh, which one is that one that you always wanted to use with your character? So let's go back to you, Carly. Uh, what is that attack or what are some of those attacks for your Pikachu? Oh, wow. Um, probably the one I remember using the most often is probably Electro Ball because I like to get my Pikachu speed up as high as possible because it's a move where if its speed is higher than its opponent's, the, uh, the damage is greater. Um, so I use that one the most. Of course, I do love a good Volt Tackle, um, but it, it damages yourself a lot also. So I don't, I don't use that one a whole lot, but um, I, I like that one. And then a good Thunderbolt every now and then. Uh, but Pikachu, now that it uh, can learn fairy moves, I also like to use Dazzling Gleam and have a few uh, fairy moves thrown in there too. So yeah, I just like to use um, all of its moves, but I haven't played Pokemon in so long and I, but I've been playing Pokemon Sword, I think most recently, so. Cool, yeah, no, it's it's so interesting how how the games have changed, right? So we're now Pikachu can know these moves of a type that, you know, was nowhere near existence in that original. Now it can know, like, water moves, which is so weird. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like we're getting to the point where, like, all, all the Pokemon are going to be able to know any move, no matter what, even the ones that they're weak against. I don't yeah. know, it's kind of weird. I don't know why they're doing that. Uh, but I'm not a fan of, of doing that, because then uh, then it kind of defeats the purpose of even having the type. Uh, if, if they could do any <laughs> move. Cool. Right. Uh, how about you, Adam? What are some of your favorite Charmander moves? So for me, uh, like especially playing like the older games, uh, Flamethrower was always a go-to. Um, but even like moving up in like, because using Charizard like towards the end of the game, um, kind of similar to Volt Tackle, um flare blitz was always a really cool move um i thought that was also uh one of the best moves i loved using didn't like the recoil but those are the two moves uh that are like my go-to in a desperate situation those are my uh two go-to moves and kind of to piggyback real quick off of what carly said about pikachu there was actually um, a gift Pikachu that went out probably a, a month or so ago with a Pikachu that knows surf. So hmm. I I managed to get it. I saw its moveset. I was like, why in the world would Pikachu know surf? But, oh, I get it now. Because of the yeah. card. There was Could a- be that. Or, or Pokemon Snap, the surfing Pikachu. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I could see that. That was my first thought, was Pokemon Snap. Love that game. Me too. (laughs) I'm so excited for it. Oh, I'm I'm beyond thrilled. 
beyond thrilled. <laughs> well, well, that that makes sense now. Then now that you're saying that, I think that that's that's maybe why he randomly got that <laughs> ability to do water moves. Uh, I don't know where it was probably based on on that. Cool. Well, Houston tackle is a classic. It's a classic <laughs> that is across the board, and I also think that you know water cannon because we're talking about you know if we're talking about squirtle water cannon is great right um and then pikachu i loved you know electric you know uh electric shock was was great um and then of course mewtwo anything mewtwo yes he was a starter he was my starter thank you your turn luis you must have beat the game real quick if you was uh, your starter. It's like, <laughs> no, so forget it's really the leave. <laughs> so it's really funny because my son told me, you need to play uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not the same. It's just not the same. And then he was like, no, come on. You got to play it. And I was like, I don't know. So I said, okay, fine. I'll I'll, I'll give it a try. And he, and then he said, well, I have a Mewtwo if you want it. I said, oh. So I took his Mewtwo and made it my starter in Sword and Shield. <laughs> oh, okay. So if that's, if, that, if that's any, you know, any help here, I did that. <laughs> okay, all right. So I guess technically, I guess he is a starter then. I guess Thank that, that counts. And he, and he was found in Kanto. So just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so as far as Charmander goes, uh, uh, I, I was a fan of, of course, flamethrower, fire spin. Those were the the popular fire uh, moves and and whatnot. But in those situations where fire just didn't really do it, right? It was going against a Squirtle, for example. Especially <laughs> when you had to fight uh, Blue at the beginning of the game. Uh, that that was always a, a different matchup, especially if you're just Charmander, right? He, he was always choosing the one that had a advantage over yours. Uh, I would always uh, stick with Slash. And sometimes it would, you know, prove to be a critical hit. And it was really good. Uh, and, and so Slash was, was my go-to whenever the, those situations happen. And then if we look at, at more of the technical machine moves, um, two of my favorite ones uh, uh, to give to Charmander were Seismic Toss. That's um, such a really great move, especially... Um, when you're playing Pokemon Stadium, I really like the animation for that one. And also Dragon Rage, uh, which is, uh, you know, really cool, especially considering that, you know, you're not really Charizard yet. It's just Charmander. But, you know, I was really glad that he can actually learn uh, a move like Dragon Rage. And that one um, tend to produce uh, pretty good results. So, yeah, those are some of my starter attacks. Cool. Moving on to the next uh, segment. Now we're actually going to be uh, looking at the trading card game. And so now let's talk about our favorite card of our favorite starter. And this could be from any of the trading card game series from the beginning to modern to heck, even McDonald's. <laughs> if, you know, for, for you guys, uh, you have uh, that card as, as your favorite one. Uh, so let's go to you, Carly. What's your favorite Pikachu card and, and from when? So I cheated and I looked up trading card game 
Canto starter Pikachu on Google. And I just looked at them and I was like, okay, this one is my favorite. And I found the surfing Pikachu one, which I love. But then I also found one where the Pikachu looks like little, um, little, uh, chibi version of Pikachu. And there's like five of him on the card. So I don't know if these are actual cards or just like fan made cards. Um, I'm not, uh, an avid collector like Houston. Um, I tried, but I was very bad at it and I lose things a lot. And I have my five-year-old who does not respect my personal belongings. So <laughs> I tried, but it didn't work out. But yes, those that's my rambling answer. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think think that might be real. At least what one of those that you mentioned. I think I've seen it before uh, as as a card. So I think it you, you could probably send us send us a picture of it and we'll <laughs> we'll probably let you know if it's if it's real or not. I'm sure uh, Houston has it somewhere. Which oh, yeah. card? There there was the, the there was a surfing Pikachu card I found on Google. Yeah. Yeah. I have that not in that book, but in another book. And then I also found one that has like five little like mini chibi versions of Pikachu that I found on Google also. You know the Pokemon Illustrator Pikachu card? Mm. Are you aware of that card? Nope. Oh, Adam is. Adam's aware of that card. I'm a, I'm a bad fan. I have a few Illustrator cards. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the Illustrator cards, those are... Those are highly coveted and sought after. And see, I had no idea back in the day that they were not a clue. The more and you know. Right? So just, it's an interesting phenomenon, those cards. Never yeah. in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sure got a treasure with those. <laughs> um, so Adam, what, what's, what's your favorite Charmander card? So the... The base set Charmander image um, was always super, super cool. Um, I also loved, loved the Charmander art from the Vivid Voltage set, which was kind of, it was just like Charmander all happy, like skipping through like a field, essentially. So I, I thought that was really cute. That was really, really awesome. And then... Um, the shiny Charmander. Um, I think it it's in the new one. Is it Hidden Fates? Yeah, I think it's the one from Hidden Fates. It was the baby shiny Charmander. That art was also very, very cool. So those are probably like my top three images for, for Charmander. Cool. And then Houston was, of course, showing us, uh, uh, for all the listeners uh, on the screen, he was showing us some of his Charmander cards there that, yes. that he has. Uh, amongst one of them is the McDonald's one, holographic. Yeah, the one running through the field right there. Is that the one you were referencing? Uh, no, it wasn't that one. Oh. Um, yeah, that, that one is Blaine's. Blaine's yeah. uh, oh, not Charmander. Blaine's? Yeah. That one was really cool, too. I, I did like that one. Cool. Yeah, all, all, all those uh, really cool Charmander artworks. And so, yeah. How about you, Houston? What are some of your 
favorite artworks from your favorite starter, Squirtle? Well, let me show you, friends. So in my book here, I've got the classic um, shadowless um, Squirtle that he's on He's on that little mound and the bubbles are coming out. But then I also have the Team Rocket starter Squirtle that's underwater. I like these two. They're great. I I would say that those are my favorite because they're the originals. They're the classics. They're they're fantastic. So those are my two that I pick. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, the, the Team Rocket Squirtle was a good artwork. Hey, uh, you like my dark Team Rocket Charizard right there? You like that? I, I really like the uh, the dark Charizard. Yeah. And my, you know, these two Charizards, the <laughs> shadowless and the non-shadowless. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll take we'll take one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> these little beauties right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, as far as I go with the uh, Charmander, uh, one of my uh, all-time favorite ones is actually the one from Legendary Treasures. And that actually has Charmander. Um, it seems like he's doing uh, Ember. He's like, you know, spitting fire and he's like in this like really like strong pose and I thought that that was a good artwork. Um, I do have to say Blaine's uh, Charmander, not the one that Houston has. There's another one uh, that they also came out with that actually has uh, the red version Charmander design. If uh, all of you recall, uh, the strategy guide is the one that had these uh, different uh, looking Pokemon that were more like Game Boy design wise and so that charmander that was in that card was the one that um was in that strategy guide um and also there is another one uh too and that's actually uh, a more recent one that's actually the uh mcdonald's uh charmander holographic that houston actually did show us there in his binder and which i'm still hopeful that i actually have i actually haven't opened most of my mcdonald's packs and so i'm really looking forward to Getting that card, even if it's not holographic, I just I I want that card more than I want Pikachu, even though Pikachu is worth uh, a lot, a lot more. Uh, and to some, even a trip to Paris, as we found out <laughs> um, in episode one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, cool, awesome. Well, yeah, that yeah. was that was intense. That was just intense. Yeah, uh, I wonder when you're gonna pay that. <laughs> when is that going to be paid oh I, I i i had to bribe her to take her like next year and i also had to i, I also had to throw in a doll and a couple of other things so it was just nuts Ooh, yeah yeah for all of our listeners if you haven't heard the first episode houston actually uh, uh had to trade with his daughter a trip to paris a hundred dollar doll and another pikachu card to be able to get the holographic Pikachu that she had gotten and a happy meal that he had just bought her. So that's that was his trade. Maybe these are adult Pokemon trainer trades that go on. <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, it pays off. <laughs> um, cool. So moving on to uh, the next segment. Now we're going to talk about the merchandise. And so... Get ready to mention some of your favorite merchandise of your starter uh, that that you currently own, of course. Uh, so let's go to you, Carly. What is some of your favorite Pikachu merchandise? 
Well, I already mentioned my Pikachu Converse. Um, they're probably my most used thing that I, you know, I wear them nearly every day. But I I bought a huge stuffed Pikachu several years back. And this is what introduced, when I was a teenager, it introduced me to the world of credit card debt because I had no money and I was like, I'm going to get a Toys R Us credit card to get this $50 Pikachu thing and it'll be fine. And I didn't understand how it worked. I'm like, I'll just pay on it every month. It'll be fine. And like $4,000 later after just spending stuff, money on this card. And um, then I'm like, oh, I actually have to make payments. And I have been, but needless to say, I was like maybe, I don't know, 16 and I'm 26 now and I'm still paying on that card. So um, eh, was it worth it? Mm, Pikachu's always worth it, I guess. So a lesson learned. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my hero. Are my hero. <laughs> <laughs> they will. It was worth it. At least you got it right. So that's <laughs> all that matters is that you you didn't regret it years later. And uh, as is the case right now, where it, like Houston said earlier, it's so hard to find anything, <laughs> anything Pokemon. It, it flies off the shelves like crazy. Uh, you just so. go on eBay and you can make that all back and some if you do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just put it out there. It's an investment. <laughs> Yeah, that's not an investment to many people, but it's also not at the same time. It's an investment in something you love or it's investment financially. For those of you who it's just financial, get off this podcast. But <laughs> just saying. <laughs> cool. Um, well, what about you, Adam? What's your favorite Charmander merchandise? So I actually have a, a T-shirt and it's not just Charmander. It's got all of the starters on them. It's got Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander on it. So I was that shirt's been really, really cool. I actually just got it recently. But um, outside of Charmander, if it still counts, I mean, I I got my my Charizard hoodie on. So I wear this thing pretty much uh pretty much daily. It was actually a a design someone I worked with came up uh, for me to do. Because uh, if anyone doesn't know if it's all right for me to say it, um, I am a Pokemon streamer on Twitch as well as YouTube. So this was one of the first designs I ever had made for me um, as far as like Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard merch. So this is probably one of my favorites and always will be. Oh, cool. That's that's awesome, especially being that it's uh, custom-made. And, you know, I think anything custom always carries more value, right? I mean, it's not yeah, something absolutely. that's produced. Cool. Um, how about you, Houston? What are some of your favorite Squirtle articles? I'm waiting for this man to just pull up, like, a Mewtwo t-shirt right now. I think he will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he pulled the action figure. It's a Mewtwo action figure, okay? I know you want me to pull out the Squirtle stuff, but remember what I said about Mewtwo being my starter, right? 
So Mewtwo, there you go. No, in all seriousness, I have a couple of Squirtle items, but really, truly, I the thing I collect the most is Mewtwo. I'm a I'm a Mewtwo guy. That's just how it is. If you want me to show you more Mewtwo, I can. Yeah, let's go for it. So my Mewtwo action figure, SH figure, it's made by Bandai. You're welcome, Bandai. There's this. And then, of course, you all saw my Mewtwo statue made by Wicked Cool Toys or now Jazzwares since they acquired them. This is a beautiful statue. And I was able to get it on sale. And I was looking for something that would be a great piece for Mewtwo. And this is excellent. I need to get the batteries in it, but then it lights up all the way when you push the Pokeball button. And it's just a, it's a beautiful piece. I really love this thing. So that would be mine. And I know everyone's like, oh, but that's not, that's not a starter. It's my starter. Okay. <laughs> mine. Anyway, there you go. Well, you, you made the case earlier that I guess it could be a starter. Uh, oh, and look, Adam's showing you a, is that a Mewtwo pop figure? Yes. You could send that to me, Adam. We could be best friends. Just saying. Just saying. I want you to. What about you, Luis? What's your favorite Charmander merchandise? <laughs> well, I'd say my favorite Charmander merchandise is definitely the plushes I have. Uh, I mean, this one that you guys see here on the screen is actually just one, but I actually do have a couple other ones that look a little bit different. I even have one that I think is a, an, an Alolan charmander or something like that it's a little different there um and of course besides the plushes you got the cards uh i think i had a watch at one point i'm not sure where it's at um but yeah i mean it's the plushes are, are my thing uh i am on the lookout for a pop charmander figure which i have a feeling adam has a a couple of them <laughs> there uh i know that they're a little bit difficult to come by but if anyone is selling one please let me know because I would really like to have one in my collection. I do have a, a Pikachu pop figure though. I just don't have a Charmander one. Yeah. That, that one there. Maybe Adam will be really nice to us, you know, on our birthdays, which mine is next month, you know, and send me a Mewtwo and you a Charmander. Yeah, that, that, that would be. I'll send you my address <laughs> offline. <laughs> All right, cool. So moving on to the next segment here, um, this one is going to uh, allow you all to pick another Kanto uh, Pokemon to join the starter squad. So if you guys could pick any other one, it doesn't have to be like another of the starter, of course. We're talking any of the other Pokemon that is not classified as a starter to join the starter squad, to join the uh four picks that you have when you first uh, start one of the version games, which one would that be and why? And by the way, Houston, Mewtwo is already off limits because we already what? established he's a starter already. Oh. So, yeah, he's a starter. Whatever. <laughs> oh. uh, but let's go to you, Carly. Uh, wh which other Pokemon would you uh, bring in to join the starter squad? Okay, I've thought about my answer all day. And my answer is... Eevee, before you say anything, because it has the most versatility, all the evolutions, you have like, what, seven of them? You can like, I don't know, a lot of variety. 
My favorites are Sylveon and Espeon, mostly Espeon, I think. I don't know. It's a tie. My but son will totally agree with you on that one. 100%. Awesome. We would be best friends. He will agree with you until the cows come home. He loves Evie. I, I know that Evie was kind of a starter in Let's Go Evie, but, you know, it's not like a, a official starter. So your son is absolutely correct. Evie should be a starter. I love Evie. So get on the Evie train. <laughs> so my, mine's not Evie. Um, but it is another Pokemon that I enjoyed having on my team going into the end of the game. Um, so I will be adding Dratini to my starter squad. I always love Dragonite. Um, kind of the same thing. Dragonite is very versatile as far as his moveset goes. Um, he, he can learn fly, serve, you know, his dragon moves, flying moves. Like, he has so much versatility. And it's just always a really, really cool mon to have uh, on my team, especially going into games, going into the Elite Four. It's always very, very powerful. So I'm really curious, Houston, who do you have in mind uh, to be your starter? Mew. Yep, Mew. Oh, this man just changed the game on us. I I had a feeling he was going to say that. Or, or I mean, I could give you my backup option. Zapdos. Right. Zapdos. Okay. W- wouldn't that make it like a the the must get though? Because I I feel like it would already be overpowering the other ones uh, in their in their no. base stage. <laughs> no, just make it level one. <laughs> just make it smaller, right? You're like make it. A- Make it baby Zapdos. <laughs> it just. Uh, I think I'm gonna kill Adam by the time this is over. He's dying. So oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. This is great. I love it. <laughs> love all of it. Cool. What about you, Luis? Who would you pick? Please say Articuno or Moltres. So I actually want to pick one that has uh, three evolutions to go, you know, with the little pattern of three evolutions and and uh, whatnot. And also to pick one that isn't already uh, the same type as the starter ones, because, you know, you why have two of the same type? It, you know, let's have some variety there. So I would probably pick <laughs> Pidgey as much as he's super common and whatnot when you start the game. I think it would be a good solid pick because uh, there is no flying type as a starter. We don't have any flying types uh, uh, as starters in general. If we just look throughout the, all the starters, and so it, it would be interesting to have uh, for the first time a flying type join the starter squad and uh, be able to not just have the the bird right away as, as your option, but also be able to have that Pokemon that you could teach uh, the HM move fly, which we all know is so helpful <laughs> when you're playing the games to uh, move from one side to the other. So that that would be my pick. Mm, nice. Are, are we just forgetting about Rowlet? 
I was going to mention Growlithe, but because he was already a fire type, I was like, uh, there's conflict with Charmander there. No, no, but technically, well, because you were on about flying type starters. Um, if you look at uh, Sun and Moon, Rowlet is technically grass and flying. True. Oh, True. okay. I'm flying. He, he, huh. Rowlet. He, Rowlet the owl? Yeah. From, yeah. I think Luis thought you said Growlithe. I heard Growlithe. It wasn't Growlithe? Yeah. Rowlet. Oh, Rowlet. I, I heard Growlithe. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait. I mean, they, they sound the same. So I, I'm not even mad about that. But yeah, Rowlet's technically a flying grass and flying starter all in one. Oh, okay. All right. I, I was just imagining like the, an Arcanine. wings. <laughs> I was like, maybe Arcanine. I could maybe see some wings popping out, but Growlithe, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. Um, awesome. Well, let's move on to the last uh, little mini segment of this Canto uh, Edition starter activity that we have for this episode. Um, this one might spark some debate amongst us here uh, because I know some of us are going to pick one that the other already picked. But if you had to remove a Canto starter, which would you remove and why? So let's let's go with you, Carly. Which one are you taking out of the starter squad? Um, I'd have to say Mewtwo. <gasps> what in the world? Why would you even say that, Carly? You can go off on another route. How dare you do that to my Pokemon? I had to. No, okay. Oh, that was worth it. That was worth it. Okay. Do you want a serious answer? Go right ahead. I think that maybe we could find some common ground with Bulbasaur. Maybe. Because none of us picked him as our favorite, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I was wrong. I picked Bulbasaur. He's cute. I don't like Bulbasaur. He's cute, though. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, those are good. Good choices. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Uh, dying to hear what Adam says. I'm dying. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Where do we find these people? I'm not sure. <laughs> Go on, Adam. Oh, man. You probably already guessed what I'm going to say. Oh, be very... It's not Mewtwo. Don't worry. Oh, I know. I know where you're going with this. Um, But no, I am... Uh, I myself will have to say Bulbasaur as well. Um, I, I always played through the game with every starter. Just... To get a feel of how it is to play with all of them. I don't know. I never really enjoyed uh, playing with Bulbasaur as my starter. Uh, just a personal preference, I guess. You know, fire doesn't like grass. That That's my theory on it. But, you know, a lot of people will probably get upset with that. Because I know a lot of people that like Bulbasaur. Um, I am not one of them. He's at the bottom. If I had to rank the the four starters, Bulbasaur is, Bulbasaur is at the bottom. Cool. 
Yeah, you know, I, for a second, I thought you were going to say Squirtle. I, I just had a feeling you were going <laughs> to you were gonna go no, that, that route. I, I enjoyed playing with, uh, with Squirtle and eventually Blastoise. Yeah, I, I, mean, I had a lot of fun with that. I mean, j- just to mess with Houston here, you know, not, not Squirtle's cool, but, you know, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't disrespect Squirtle when he's sitting next to me, okay? I don't oh. want to hurt its feelings. Oh, man. Pokemon <laughs> have feelings, too, you know. That they do. Yeah, that's that's true. They, Except they... Mewtwo. But... <laughs> oh, no. No opinion. All right. <laughs> Um, what about you, Houston? Who are you gonna eliminate? Do you really want me to answer that question? Yeah, I, mean, I, I want you to. I want you to really think about it. Do you really want me to answer it? Yeah, I, I, I think I know who you're gonna pick, but yeah, just throw, throw it out. Squirtle. Okay. He should be more rare than what he is as a starter. Just saying. Because oh, okay. I think Squirtle is it should be elevated to the point where he's not a starter and he should be some something that you catch later because he's just that cool. Just saying. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. No that that was a girl. Oh no, I didn't see it coming. Yuck. <laughs> 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 Louis. I'm dying to hear what you're gonna say. I bet you I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> well, th- now that you put it that way, I think I could I could say Charmander because Charmander I think should not be a starter. You should Whoa! be one that you catch on the wild too. Who heard that? Who heard it? Oh <laughs> boy, you're gonna cause all kinds of issues. You just <laughs> started, man. Well, I I gave the same reason you gave for your. <laughs> yeah, for your you can't, too. You can't but... steal my reason, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but 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 in, in all seriousness you know i i would also go with bulbasaur uh you know bulbasaur is cool looking I, I gotta say but you know something about the bulbasaur evolution you know when bulbasaur gets the venusaur that i think and, and i'm just purely right now just basing it off the card game right charizard card we know it's one of the more valuable cards out there blastoise one valuable one out there too Venusaur one yeah you know a little valuable but not one that like people are actively seeking as much as a Charizard or a Blastoise whoa hold your horses there sir (laughs) that is okay Charizard might be yes Blastoise people are hunting Venusaur too make no mistake I, I challenge you to go do some research (laughs) <laughs> they are hunting Venusaurs. It may not be to the level of Charizard, but they they still are. I've got a couple Venusaurs that are worth a bit. So I, I will say that. Yeah, but you know, I just think in general it's it's um it's an evolution that is not not as popular, I think, if you uh, uh pull fans out there. I think Charmander and Squirtle definitely have more fans, and so for that reason, I think Bulbasaur's gotta go. Um, mobile circuit very will be still a, another non-starter perhaps one that you find in the safari zone or somewhere around there but you know i, I think we would be okay with moving bulbasaur out and you know putting another one like pidgey as i mentioned before 
or EB or Dratini in their place. Spiro? Spiro. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of Spiro. In fact, I was nope. always annoyed every time Spiro came around. What about Weedle? Um, no, I, I was more of a Caterpie fan. Maybe, but Metapod really can't stand its own. So that that could be one. That could be one too. Fighting type would be an interesting starter too. We could do this all day. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Move along. along. (laughs) Cool. Well, that ends our uh, Canto edition. Chooses starter. Uh, but we are really interested in hearing your thoughts. Who is your favorite starter of the four? Or if you want to pick Mewtwo as well, then I guess you could pick Mewtwo since it was picked here already. Uh, but please do let us know on our social media. You can follow us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Simply search for at Pokey Trainers Pod. And please leave a comment or send us a message. We're, we're really interested in hearing what your favorite starter is and some of your favorite stories with your starter. And if you disagree with anything we said, please mention it on there. No hard feelings. You can disagree with us all you want. (laughs) Oh, but let me just give a caveat and a warning to all of my good friends who would be commenting here. If you want to say anything about Mewtwo, remember, we do moderate those posts. Thank you. (laughs) cool so moving on to the Kanto Town Herald ah yes one of our favorite times and we're going to discuss some great things here so as we are all fully aware an announcement official announcement of games has just come out uh, from Pokemon Day at the Pokemon Presents And the first thing we'll talk about is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. The Diamond and Pearl remakes that are coming out later this year. Let me tell you, my son, who's turning 11 next month, has been, Dad, they're going to be coming out with a Diamond Pearl remake. It's going to be awesome. And he's been telling me this for months. And then it finally happened and he was like, oh my gosh, it's actually happening. And I'm like, so where are you getting all your information? He's like, the the Pokemon forums. And I'm like, who let you on Pokemon forums? Anyway, that's a story for another time. But it, I mean, these do seem like really cool games. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. But what's very interesting to me is it seems like we are now focusing heavily on the Sinnoh region. Because... There was another game that was announced. One that I have been dying to see in this style for so long. And I know so many others are as well. You take Zelda Breath of the Wild mixed with Pokemon. And what do you get? You get Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is coming out in early 2022. But what makes this even more interesting is the starters that you get to pick, right? So you get to pick from Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. So you've got a Johto, a Lolan, and a Sinnoh. So it kind of begs the question, this big open world map, open world concept and gameplay, 
it's going to be epic. So kind of looking at it going, it's not just going to be Pokemon that you would find in Sinnoh. You're going to have Pokemon from throughout. So that leads me to believe that my little Totodile is somewhere out there. He has to be. He really has to be. Yep. Yep. I'm going to get my Totodile. Anyway, sorry. I just had a moment. I'm really, really excited. This is probably a game that I didn't play as much. So I'm really excited to see it remade. So for Diamond and Pearl, you're, that is a remake that is going to be awesome. And I agree. I haven't actually uh, had a chance to really dive into it from the original. So I get you there. It's going to be fun. The Arceus game is something brand new like 100% brand new. It's set like, what was it? A hundred or so years in the past. It's like, you know, so it's, it's going to be very interesting. It's kind of like they have a new Harry Potter game coming out. Hogwarts legacy that's set 150 years before what happens in Harry Potter. And it's kind of a similar open play game concept. So this is very interesting to me, but what else? I mean, what do you think of an open world gameplay Pokemon game? I think that that's something that we've all been wanting for so long and waiting for, like everything everyone has been asking for it. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And it's finally, it's a year away, but it's coming. So I can't wait for more information and more gameplay trailers and to see how that happened. So I'm really excited to see what it's going to look like when we get more information about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Adam, what do you think about Diamond Pro Remake, about Arceus? What are your general thoughts about these announcements? All right. So we'll start with um, our very, very long awaited uh, Gen 4 Remakes our diamond and pearl i was super super excited uh when i watched the uh the pokemon presents thing and they you know the whole thing was like they went back in time and then it stops at 2007 and i'm just like i'm at work when i'm watching this i'm trying not to like scream and yell and get myself fired but i love it i am super super excited um actually there were a couple things uh going around on twitter um that possible mega evolutions for the starters so i am very intrigued on if they're going to do that and how they're going to do that but moving on to the pokemon legends arceus um i recently found out why the starters are Oshawa, Rowlet, and Cyndaquil. So I found, because, you know, think Japan. You know, you have Decidueye, who's more of an archer. You have Samurai, who obviously more Samurai-based. And then Typhlosion, because I guess Typhlosion's name in Japanese is actually translated to Shogun, which kind of ties into Japanese military. 
So I thought that was kind of really cool to, you know, you have a warrior, a samurai, and an archer. So I thought that was a really cool concept. I am very excited to finally be able to play an open world RPG for Pokemon. I've wanted it for years. I thought it was something they could have done, you know, a couple of years ago. Obviously, they had other plans. They came out with Sword and Shield. They came out with the two DLCs, you know, which was awesome. I still play uh, the DLCs, but I am very, very excited. I can't. But tell you know you. what? I'm even even more excited for kind of going off new Pokemon games that are coming out April thirtieth. <gasps> Yes. When we finally get a brand new Pokemon Snap game. Yes, say it again. Say it again. Again. Pokemon Snap remakes. It's so exciting. For for any of you that are listening to this and you are obviously if you are younger than, you know, 18, you never really played an N64, I recommend you go buy an N64 and play the original Pokemon Snap. Or get it on Wii. If you have a Wii, you can get it on the shop there and play it there. Carly, you said you played Pokemon Stadium. Did you play Pokemon Snap? Yes. Wasn't it awesome? I loved it. I played it so much and it was so good. I'm so excited. You seem like the type that would love Pokemon Snap. Because of how, like, just the cute, the cute ones. Do you remember in Toys R Us when they used to have the, um, maybe I'm dating myself. I don't know. But the machines, like, you could go play it at Toys R Us. Does anybody remember this? I remember hearing about them because I do have older siblings. Yeah. Um. But I never actually, like, saw it for myself. Oh, it was so... And you could, like, print the pictures and whatnot. Really cool. I encourage you to look that back. It was an experience. It totally was. And we and they used to do the... Um, at Toys R Us... God rest it still. Um, they used to do Pokemon trading card tournaments. <gasps> oh, and I, I actually beat all of them and became a Pokemon master. So I, uh, it was a big deal. Like you got all the badges and stuff and you, uh, you know, I actually, so what was funny was I had my cards I kept and then I had my cards I played and like I, and I was able to make it through and people go, well, why don't you play? I'm like, Nope. I had my book with me, but I never took anything out. I was like, I'm not allowed to use my book right here. It's not coming out. So it was really funny. But yeah, yeah I, um, I remember that. And Pokemon Snap was so big. It was so much fun. And I love playing that game. So the updated graphics, just beautiful, mesmerizingly beautiful. Beautiful. Oh. And in the day, I thought those graphics were amazing. Right? Before, I was like, oh, so good. Oh, and I loved like the little secrets, like, you know, how you could get Zapdos, how you can get Moltres, Articuno, Mm -hmm. like those things were cool. And then the Gyarados out of the waterfall, like Mm -hmm. so many cool things in that game. And I mean, you got to think, right? 25, you know, 
25 years, well, I guess it's more like 22, 23 years later, imagine what they're going to be able to do now. So it's on pre-order for me, my son, and my daughter. We're getting three separate ones. Actually, my other daughter, so four, because there ain't no way we're going to be sharing games. So so it's going to be fun. Super exciting. Uh, You know, I got that game pre-ordered, ready to go. It is is ready. ready. It is ready, my friends. My house is getting ready. So it's going to be fun. Yes. Luis, have you ever played Snap? I actually only played it at a blockbuster (laughs) of all places. Um, I I never got to own it because I I either had to choose Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Snap. And so I went the stadium route. But I did own the strategy guide. To Pokemon Snap of all things, so I, I did see the screenshots on there. So, uh, so that's that's as far as I go. But I definitely have mine on on pre-order as well. So I, I definitely want to play it this time. Uh, I might try to find the Wii and try to get it. I wasn't aware it was on the Wii, but thanks Houston for letting uh, me and the audience know that. I think it, it would be great to play that. Yeah. I know the Wii is a little outdated now, so I'm not sure if you can still get it on the Wii Shop. If the Wii Shop is even still a thing, but <laughs> I know that's where we were able to get it in my house. So definitely worth taking a look at. I just hope that they kind of keep the concept from the original Pokemon Snap. Like I love the end of the game. You know, you you yeah. go Rainbow Road, oh. and you're fighting. To try to get a picture of Mew, and you're it's just constantly moving and teleporting, you know, really and you're just like, yeah, you know, it'd be really interesting. <sighs> they did it with Arceus, yeah, or even if uh, Deoxys as well, yeah, if they, like a lead in for you know what's coming. I don't know, I it'd be it's gonna be really interesting. We don't really know what's gonna happen in that game yet, but I. For sure, yeah. tell you all three of these games. Yeah, well, the four because Diamond and Pearl, and then you Arceus and Pokemon Snap. We are in for treat after treat after treat. So I'm just elated, and you know, I think that that about does it for the for the game section. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we could go all day on that. We could go all day on this. But Luis, what else do you got for us uh, from? From the Canto Herald. Well, yeah, yeah, the, uh, lots of really great news there with the the video games uh, remakes and and whatnot. But I, yeah, I'm really excited for uh, Legends Arceus. Uh, I was such a big fan of Zelda, and this game looks like it's Zelda but in Pokemon world. So, yeah, that's that's one everyone you got to get it on pre order once that's available because it's it's probably going to be sold out for a while. If you don't get it on pre order, it's going to be really hard to get your hands on it for a long time. So just saying if everyone wants to get ready for that, but yeah. So uh, for all the Pokemon go fans uh, and I should say also the card game fans as well, this is actually going to be a really great uh, little bit piece of news here, but um, it seems that both uh, Pokemon go from Niantic and the Pokemon trading card game are actually going to be doing a collaboration and this, aside from Pokemon's 25th anniversary, this is also to celebrate Pokemon Go's fifth anniversary. 
uh, it's crazy. It's already been five years since uh, the app came out. Um, and so they're going to be featuring uh, uh, some uh, characters from Pokemon Go, uh, one of those uh, being Professor Willow. And so they're going to be getting a card made. And we actually should know more details on that uh, in May. So be on the lookout for that. Again, if you're a fan of both or if you're a fan of the card game as well, you might want to get your hands on some of these cards because they probably are going to be limited edition. And when you hear that (laughs) phrase being mentioned with a Pokemon card, you already know that might go up in value years from now. Yeah. Pokemon card. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so th- th- think uh mcdonald's pikachu holographic uh it might be in that status if not more because it might not be as uh massively produced as uh the mcdonald's cards were so be on the lookout for that and again we should have more details here uh in in may uh about this card and about maybe other cards that are going to be in the collection as well so houston uh, do you have a one last bit of news for us uh, regarding uh, the 25th anniversary. Yeah, so Capitol Records is going to be releasing a Pokemon 25, the album, this fall. Um, and it's going to feature Post Malone, who recently sang during the Pokemon's virtual concert. In addition to Katy Perry, Jay Belvin, and others who are yet to be announced. So be on the lookout for that because I think that's going to be awesome. And as we all know, Pokemon music... There are some just, I mean, nothing beats that classic, you know, opening to the, to the show, but I really, or the video game music for that matter. But I really think that those are going to be some pretty cool um, uh, surprises as we go along. So uh, stay tuned for more on that as we get going. But I think that's it for the Canto Town Herald. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for for that last bit of news there. We are definitely going to be looking forward uh, to the songs in that album. Pokemon's been doing a good job recently with their albums. And if not, you know, let's take a look at, at the past album they did for the recent Pokemon movie that I think had a lot of spot on songs. They yeah. they did a really good job uh, oh. with their soundtrack there as well. Cool. Well, it's that time. It's time for our very last segment of the episode uh, the moment you've all been waiting for where we find out what two pokemon from the kanto region will be battling in our random kanto battle that again uh for anyone who didn't listen to the previous uh, episode uh, the first episode we had uh dragonite against gengar super close matchup i mean uh, we didn't think we were gonna get uh something like that uh but for now we're going to be generating uh, a new pair. It would be really funny if it's the same <laughs> pair as last week. Um, so for all those of you wondering how we're selecting it, uh, we are actually going to randompokemon.com. Yes, it's that literal. And that's how you're able to generate um, your Pokemon. If, if you choose to generate your battle of your own and you could choose region and how many Pokemon are generated. Uh, so let's go ahead and press the generate button and find out what that is okay (laughs) so we got an interesting matchup uh we have jigglypuff against slowpoke uh it's the battle of the pink pokemon 
gotta say that we have to call it something. <laughs> um, so let's talk about who each of us think would win this battle. And let's go to you, Carly. Who is your pick? I vote for Jigglypuff because uh, Jigglypuff, whenever I fight a Jigglypuff, they're annoying and they use Sing over and over and over again. And then they double slap me and it's usually like in the beginning of the game and I'm really close to dying, but I have a lot of potions, but the slope poke can't do that. So I think Jigglypuff because Sing and then maybe no snore and, you know, it's not a good combination. So Jigglypuff. Oh, I'm already asleep. Oh, no. You're going to make the listeners fall asleep with that. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. So one point for Jigglypuff. I am going with Slowpoke. Um, kind of the same thing. It's not Sing. Um, but Slowpoke does learn Yawn, which can oh. essentially do the same thing. It will put you to sleep. Um, but you also have that factor where Slowpoke can learn water type moves as well as psychic type moves. So I think with that would give uh, Slowpoke a bit of an advantage going into this one. Yeah, that's a good good point there. So we have a tie, Chicklypuff one, Slowpoke one. Bye, Slowpoke, if I'm going to be honest. Um, as much as I know Jigglypuff is Jigglypuff, I have to say I think Slowpoke would probably win this one for many of the same reasons that uh, Adam just stated. Cool. Well, 2-1. Slowpoke, I think, takes the the, the win. Um, also the same reasons as you guys were mentioning, um, but I have faith in that Slowpoke being able to do those uh, psychic moves, and those are always really tricky when it comes to... Uh, playing against any Pokemon that has psychic abilities. So uh, I I just, I don't give Jigglypuff much of a chance. Unless, of course, Jigglypuff gets lucky and, you know, manages to actually make Slowpoke fall asleep in the first try. But it's one of those things where it's basically a coin toss, whether uh, Sing works with Jigglypuff. So there you have it. Slowpoke, then three to one, gets the win in today's uh random Pokemon generator. Any final parting words uh, from our new team members here before we close this out? Go with you first, Carly. This has just been so much fun and thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being here. We're happy that you're on the trail with us. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Cool. Um, Well, first and foremost, uh, thank you both for you know, have me on. This was awesome. Um, would love to know, you know, come back, do another one. This was a lot of fun. Um, like I mentioned earlier, um, for anyone listening, um, uses Twitch. Um, I do stream Pokemon on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Nighthawk underscore 1205. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, same thing, Nighthawk underscore 1205. Um, and YouTube as well. Uh, if you want to check out my content over there, it is Nighthawk space 1205. I'm trying to post 
content every other day, if not every day. But definitely follow me and uh, come check out one of the streams. Awesome. Cool. All right. Great. Well, Houston, it looks like we're off to a good start in our Route 1 adventure. And we'll figure out who we'll catch and what our next episode will be on. Stay tuned. We, we do have our episodes planned out uh, ahead in advance. Uh, but we want to keep the next one a surprise for you all. Uh, but please uh, do let us know if you have any feedback for us on this podcast, if you have any ideas on future episode ideas that you would really like to see on an episode, please, again, follow us on our social media, Facebook and Twitter, at Pokey Trainers Pod. Let us know your suggestions. And if you are someone who is working on something and you'd like to be on a future podcast episode, please also let us know. Uh, you know, we, we'd love to have more people in the Pokemon community join us here on our adventure and talk about any projects maybe that they're working on, anything like that, or if they'd like to just share their channel that they have as well. Uh, we have a space here for you to share it and, and join us here on a future episode and talk about whatever the theme might be as well. Cool. Awesome. So with that being said, thank you everyone for tuning in to our second episode of the Pokey Trainers podcast. And... You will hear from us soon. Happy training, happy collecting, whatever it is that you might be uh, partaking here in the Pokemon world. See everyone. Bye-bye.